me fucking scoot back a little bit, I guess I'm fucking so I don't punch the microphone. <clears throat> I'll make it work. It's it, it's much easier to edit it with two people anyway because I can like kind of like use the gaps to kind of adjust where it is. When there's yeah. three when there's three people, the clap pretty much has to work because it's uh, very difficult to like get it all lined up properly. Oh yeah, it, it definitely. I I can only imagine how much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's why like that's why you know I edited the um. I was able to edit that Roger Rabbit episode so quick because it's like, oh, it's it's just you two. Uh, man, yeah. it sucked. I hated that I wasn't on that episode because I was like, man. I'm yeah, the movie's so fucking good. I, I'm sure you would have uh, had some good points to make and shit, especially during like some of the discussion we had where it was like, um, I was trying to think of fucking like, you know, like I said, movies that um, had animation in it and live action at the same time, but I was literally coming up blank. Yeah, when 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 y'all were doing that, I was like, well, you know, off right off the bat, I thought Space Jam, I thought uh, Mary Poppins, I thought. Uh, I would never um, have. I didn't even know that Mary Poppins had mixed animation. Yeah, um, Looney Tunes back in action. Uh yeah, and that that's funny that I didn't remember that one because I watched that movie all the time as a kid. Um, hell, even just like a year or two ago, there's that Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah, didn't they have um, the fucking Chip and Dale movie too? Yeah. And that one was even that was kind of weird because it was like Chip, Chip and Dale are like retired or whatever, or they're further past their prom after the Rescue Rangers and all that. And um, yeah. one of them still like animated, like two D animated, but one of them went on to become try and become like a more modern TV star. So he's like he got an operation done to be C, to be CG. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, re- I wondered why like one of them was CG and one of them was two D. Like yeah, that, that's like the, the reason. trailers and stuff. Okay. And then like uh, uh, Ugly Sonic is in that movie too. Yeah, I know. they bring that back. <laughs> the big meme. <laughs> but um, all right. So uh, I guess let's uh, get this party started. Yeah, Evil dies tonight. <laughs> I don't. Every time we do Evil Dead, I always just think of that for some reason. Yeah, well, they have they have their evil dies tonight moment in this movie as well. But we'll get uh, yeah, they do. That was that was when I laughed. That was when I laughed when I felt like I shouldn't have been laughing. The, the dead by dawn. Dead, dead by, by dawn. dawn, dude. They love fucking uh, Dead by Daylight, dude. Their favorite game. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone, welcome to Filmoscopy Podcast. I'll probably keep some of that little bit of that in the beginning in. So. Um, Lance is not able to join us today, so it is just me, Cody, and Owen. What's up? And, uh, as you probably know, because you clicked on this episode, uh, unless you've just become illiterate in the time, you know, you turned your phone on and <laughs> went to the podcast app. Uh, <laughs> or you're a baby and you're just randomly clicking <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, we are doing... Evil Dead Rise, the uh, 2023, um, so I mean, I would say hit film. I mean, it got great reception and uh, mm-hmm. made quite a bit at the box office. Um, okay, yeah. Its budget. So the reviews are pretty positive for this then. Yeah, I think a lot of people were talking, like a lot of people were raving about this movie, especially some of the performances. Um, 
Well, one, you know, it seemed like generally everyone loved the character Beth. Yeah, and... she's the she's the sister, right? Uh, not the little he... sister, but the yeah aunt. she she's the 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 heroine basically of the yeah. um of the film. And, yeah, I liked um... her too for what it, for what it was worth, and uh, I thought she was a pretty good lead. Yeah, and and especially everybody loved Alyssa Sutherland as uh, Ellie, um, which I do think that she is she is like the highlight of this movie. Oh yeah, she's um, really creepy. Uh, yeah. You could tell that, like, uh, whenever they did the casting call, they must have just saw her face and were like, "Okay, yeah." They saw like yeah. her cheek, her cheekbones, and her eyes, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, you'll make a good dead eye." Yeah, and like she's got like a very wide mouth too, which like also helps add to the effect. You know, it, it made me think um, of Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, right? Mm-hmm. Because have you seen the It movies, the newer ones? Uh no, but I've seen the trailers and stuff, and yeah, he looks creepy. He looks like yeah. creepier than the Tim Curry one. Yeah, and he does this thing with his eyes where like he'll like kind of like start making them go like slowly like spread, like start looking opposite directions, and yeah. it's it's something that he can just actually do. Um, so it it adds. It's just something that a physicality to it that he puts in that just adds to the performance. The, the scariest people in the world, people with lazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. It's because they're looking in this realm and the next. You don't know where, time. yeah, you don't know where they're looking. <laughs> That's the scariest <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> um, there's this, there's this one dude um, who does these like really bad Twitch streams, but they're, I guess they're supposed to be ironic, uh, where he like just plays like AAA games and tries to find glitches. And um, anytime he finds a glitches, he like freaks out like it's the worst thing like ever. He'll go like, "Oh my god, I can't fucking believe it! This game is trash." Um, <laughs> but he has like a, a lazy eye, and so it looks like he has two monitors. Um, so I'm assuming he puts chat on one and plays the game on another, and I can never fucking tell if he's reading chat or play or like looking at the game. Like, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but uh, he's pretty funny. I, I might send it to the group chat just so you guys see it. But it's all pretty stupid shit on there. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Um. This one, I do think I want to get a little bit in depth with like the characters and uh some of the set pieces in the film um but let's start with some of the basic information shall we uh so evil dead rise was released on march 15th 2023 officially uh at south by southwest that's where a lot of like the rave reviews were coming out of um and it was released uh you know in theaters proper on april 21st 2023 the film had a budget of somewhere between 15 and 19 million dollars and it brought in a box office of 146.5 million dollars um not too bad for a horror movie right yeah um it was written and directed by lee cronin which uh for anyone who don't who doesn't know lee cronin has only directed one other um film uh and that is the hole in the ground <laughs> and, that's such uh, a funny title <laughs> yeah so before before we get into the cast i want to talk about lee cronin for a second um so i did watch the hole in the ground about two weeks ago 
uh, in preparation for this episode. So, uh, it is the only, I will say it's the only other feature film he has directed, because he did do a few short films, and he's done some television stuff, but um, that's the only other major movie, or the only other fit, proper film. So, The Hole in the Ground, just as a premise, there's this, um, it takes place in Ireland, and there is a mother and her son, they move out to the Irish countryside, and one night, her son disappears, and she goes into the woods uh, looking for him, and she can't find him. When she gets back to the house, he's there, but she notices something is different, and she believes that a doppelganger has replaced her son. So that that is like the premise of that movie. I don't want to spoil okay. the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it, because that's not what this episode is about. But watching that, sounds, that film... That sounds pretty ahead. cool. Like, that's interesting. Is this a... I can I can guess that this movie is a is this movie a four an A two four movie? Uh, yes, I think it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> we got him. Um, yeah, if I remember right, it's A two four. Let me look real quick. It was distributed by A two four in the United States. Um, it was distributed by Vertigo Films in the UK and Wildcard Distribution in Ireland. Okay, so not um, truly an A two four movie. Yeah, but it's just one of those movies that A24 saw, and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll do it for you over here, you know. Um, yeah. The movie's not bad. It's not scary, uh, but it's not bad. And, But I will say, watching it, it made me it made me question, it's like, I wonder what they saw in Lee Cronin's work with that film that made them choose him for Evil Dead Rise. I mean, it worked out, right? But it's just like it's just one of those things that it, it kind of makes you wonder, like what the producers saw, like oh, this guy would be perfect for, for Evil Dead. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I do because I don't know that that movie seems like it'd be a lot more of like a subdued. I mean, most movies that A two four does this kind of horror are a lot more subdued, and yeah. where I would say Evil Dead is definitely very, I wouldn't say slasher, but like almost. Well, not slasher, but you know, it's definitely very kind of that kind of horror wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, Evil Dead, especially uh, like this movie too. I mean, it, you typically it's it's like off and running, right? You know, you don't have a lot of build up to what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, but hole in, the hole in the ground is one of those movies that it is kind of a slow burn for the first half of the film. Um, so. I do recommend people going to or watching the Hole in the Ground. Uh, if you have Max, it's on it's on Max, um, or at least it was a couple weeks ago when I watched it. But I just wanted to briefly talk touch on that because that is like the one film he's done, um, other than this. And due to the success of this, it seems like they're going to keep they're going to have Lee Cronin work on the future, the next film for Evil Dead. Okay. So this has nothing to do with the 2013 one. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. No, um, nobody on that worked on this or anything. Uh, no, it, I mean it's the the same producers, I believe. Um, Rob Tappert is the producer, and of course, you know you've got executive producers like um, uh, Bruce Campbell and um, gosh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi. God, I can't, can't believe I freaking I was like, forgot I was that. Like, Who's the only other person I can think of with regards to Evil Dead? Yeah, it's Sam, Sam Raimi. It's like I don't know why I went blank on that one, but 
Yeah, so um, other outside of that, like, there's really there's no real connection to the 2013 film. I mean, you don't even get a Bruce Campbell cameo in this film. Um, oh which, yeah, that was. I was assuming. I was hoping maybe that there would be one in the post credit scene or something. Yeah, because you know the 2013 one had him at the end just saying like groovy or whatever. Yeah, he says booby. Um, <laughs> but he did. He did say after um, Ash versus Evil Dead that he was retiring. From playing the character on film, he did he did play the character or voice the character for the Evil Dead game that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's I think he's just truly done playing the character on on screen, which is fine. You know, he, th- this this film being a kickoff for uh, future films in the series uh, is fine with me because overall I think this film is a good movie yeah yeah i mean i you know i I like it too um i know you're more of a fan of kind of like the the more horror evil dead than the than the comedy kind of goofball type stuff and i mean i i don't i don't know where i sit on it really um i love evil dead 2 evil dead 2 is honestly probably my favorite evil dead movie um but i I couldn't sit through Army of Darkness because it was too far gone. Yeah, uh, Ar- Army of Darkness does go. I mean, I like Army of Darkness as well, but it does go like full on into the comedy. Yeah, so I don't know where I really sit on the pig, but I don't know. Overall, I did enjoy this one. You know, um, I thought it was pretty good. I'm surprised people didn't. I'm surprised the 2013 one was. Uh, after we did our episode on it, I kind of looked around and I saw that it kind of got. I wouldn't say terrible reviews, but you know, it wasn't really like a critical darling or anything like that. It was a serviceable That's... movie to like, you know, I mean, it was, it was good enough. Like I thought it was yeah, at least. Okay. I, I mean, we, and we talked about it for anyone who wants a, a really in-depth discussion on that. Owen and I uh, covered it on an episode a few, a few, probably a few months ago at this point, but yeah. Um, I do think that a lot of it comes from, Evil Dead being just a, a weird series, right? Where you've basically had the same movie that was made three times. Uh, with Evil Dead, and then or The Evil Dead, and then you had Evil Dead 2, which was basically a remake of the first one, but also a sequel to the first one. Yeah. And then you had Evil Dead 2013, which was a reboot of the franchise, which took the story from the first one, but it also is not replacing the first one because it still technically happens in the same timeline. Yeah. Very not confusing. Yeah. (laughs) So I think people were just like, it's like, well, you've made this movie again. And a lot of people, of course are like, you know, well, I still prefer the Sam Raimi one, which for anyone who listened to our evil dead 2013 episode, that is my favorite evil dead movie uh, without a doubt. Even after watching this one, like that's still my favorite. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is good to see that Evil Dead Rise uh, came out and it did have such, like, positive uh, reception. Um, if you give me just a second, I will bring up what the... I know, we, I know like, we don't really look at Rotten Tomatoes as, like, the end-all, be-all or anything, but... Yeah. I'm curious because I, I didn't, you know, I didn't even look at it after I was done. So, on Rotten, to, on Rotten Tomatoes... Um, let me pull up the actual article so I have a more up-to-date number. 
So, based on 222 reviews, it has an 84%. Okay, yeah, so that's pretty good, especially for, like, a horror movie or something. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, a lot of horror movies, you know, they're, like, middle of the road because it's subjective, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's, like, people are looking for a specific thing out of Unless it's, like, you know, like what we were saying, like, it's an A24 movie. Those are usually rated pretty high, but if it's something like this, you know, usually it's, it's hit or miss yeah um but yeah so i mean that's great uh it has a 76 percent based on over 2500 uh verified ratings um on the user side so even then it's great you know mm-hmm. uh so let's um let's get into the cast shall we uh so the the movie basically follows or it centers around this one family uh you have ellie who is played by Alyssa sutherland um as the mother of three children uh who are danny played by morgan yeah Yeah. danny bridget and cassie uh played by morgan davies gabriel gabrielle eccles sorry and nell fisher respectively you also have Ellie's sister, who is in the movie, uh, who is Beth, played by Lily Sullivan. And then you have a few neighbor characters in this, because it all takes place in this apartment building, so you do have a few neighbor characters who, who appear. Um, I'm not going to go into every single one of them, because they kind of play minor roles. <laughs> yeah, and they, they die just as quickly as they appear, for the most part. So, Yeah. Um, uh, Bruce Campbell does feature in an uncredited cameo role. Um, he's on one of the phonograph, or he's in a phonograph recording. Um, but he plays specifically plays the the voice on the phonograph who is uh, warning the priest um, about the ritual. Okay, right? so he is in there, dude. There, there it is. That's his cameo. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. Yeah, Ash, right? <laughs> Ash is a hundred years old. Yeah. Um, Apparently, in some interview, he did say that he he looks at it as that character on the phonograph is a is Ash, but he's like showing up in a different time period, which oh, okay. I don't like to think of it that way because that kind of, like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the tone so, of this movie. That's so goofy. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it, it I guess it does have some sort of basis because that's how Ash versus Evil Dead ends. Is like he travels to the future. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I like guess he, he gets like a robot feature. hand and shit too. Yeah, it, so but for the for the sake of this film, I don't like to think of it that way because it, it's just bizarre. Like the tone of this film doesn't fit with like a weird time traveling thing. Hmm. Can we? So this just popped in my head, and I, I got to get it out before I forget about it. Um, so on the records, you know how one, you know how the records are numbered one and two. Yeah, I, I would thought. I thought in my head as soon as I saw him pull up the record and it said one on it and he put it on there, I was like, dude, it should just start playing like uh, darkness imprisoning me. All that I see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, so we've already kind of touched on it, but Ellie is uh, the, I would say that she's the main antagonist or, uh, you know, at least the primary deadite in this film. Yeah. Um, she gets, she gets possessed when 
as you just as we were just talking about and you pointed out you know uh what's his name i already forgot danny um finds these records because apparently there's like the apartment building used to be a bank and they kind of just converted it into an apartment and i guess the basement still has like an old bank vault in it and oh yeah it's like really weird it doesn't um i don't know there's something about the outside sets of this movie does not strike me as la yeah yeah it's it's very bizarre um Uh, i mean it fits the tone kind of like i don't know it feels like you're in like some kind of dystopia version of of la or some shit yeah (laughs) um but yeah so an earthquake earthquake happens it splits uh the floor in the garage and they see that danny sees that the bank part of the bank is still down underneath so he climbs down there he finds this box um that has some records and it has uh, the book of the dead in it um i know in interviews they made a point to point out that in the evil dead canon there are three books and this okay, is yeah. one of them this is this is the first time you've we've ever seen this specific book so it's not the necronomicon it is the book of the dead uh, um, it's, it's a different one Where, where's the uh so i know the first one would be the one that's in the cabin uh you know with ash um but what what would the second one be then is it could it possibly be the one from evil dead 2013 i was thinking that but yeah that's what i would that's what i would think um yeah, that, that's what makes the most sense, is the one from 2013. Um, yeah, this one has a different design, too. I noticed that, because um, I thought it was just going to be, like, um, the one with the face on it and everything. Yeah, but, so, like, this one doesn't have that face. Uh, it has, like, but it does have, like, these teeth-looking things on the side of it. It kind of makes me think of the uh, the monster book of monsters from Harry Potter. <laughs> um but yeah, so Danny, you know, he finds the stuff down there. He plays the record. So I think this may also be the first time that we've had one of these movies where someone isn't reading the words out of the book, which thankfully it makes more sense than like Evil Dead 2013 where this dork just like, it's like, oh, I'm just going to, it says all these warnings uh, yeah. not to read this, but I'm going to read it out loud anyway. You yeah, know? I, I did like the way they handled it because it felt a little less like a, you, you didn't hate the guy really yeah because it's like he was just curious because i mean like i would i was thinking it over in my head and i was like you know me being there if i had these two records i probably would play them too just to hear what's on them uh you know he did try to stop him so i feel like that makes the character kind of redeems the character and makes it not some stupid horror movie bullshit that you tend to see yeah we're yeah i think and we we kind of like mocked that and criticized that from the 2013 one where it's like Oh yeah, there's all these warnings, but I'm gonna read this anyway. You He's know, like, dude, just... look at this. Yeah, this cool book that has like a picture of people getting flayed. I'm gonna read all the <laughs> creepy Latin in it. <laughs> um, so yeah, once he reads it, you know, the spirit kind of rushes into the building, and it just so happens that Ellie is on the elevator uh, going down. Um, I think to do laundry or something, right? I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think so. And she gets she gets attacked by it. It also, uh, in this eleva in the elevator scene, it kind of has like a throwback or a nod to both, I guess, the first Evil Dead and the twenty thirteen Evil Dead, where you know in those movies the possessed is attacked with vines in the woods, um, 
you know gets like tied up and held held up or whatever yeah. and uh in this one it's wires from inside the elevator itself but thankfully there's no like really just unnecessary scene where like she's basically being raped by the the wires or anything but before we get too deep into the apartment stuff let's talk about the prologue real quick yeah. the cold opener that has to be and all the yeah. evil duds yeah so um basic basically there's uh these people they're at a lake um they you get the shot i think the first shot is the shot where you think it's like the spirit you know vision or whatever where like the camera's kind of like flying through this area now and uh so so we're clear and i guess any listener who who had listened to our evil dead our first evil dead from the 70s i believe for the 80s um yeah would probably remember i know lance hated a certain film technique and i know we were talking about it off is is this what he's talking about yeah, so this kind of like weird, like where it's like zo- it's going pretty quick and it's like kind of like swaying all over the place. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah he he said that if I remember correctly, he said it made him feel sick um, okay. when we did that first that first Evil Dead film. Um, but yeah, it's a red herring, right, uh, mm-hmm. for this film because it's actually just a drone um, with a camera on it, of course, but. Um, and you see these two teenagers, uh, or I assume they're teenagers. They might be in their early twenties. Yeah. I don't um, know. They don't look like teenagers to me. They do look like they're like in their mid twenties or some shit. <laughs> Yo, um, so how do you feel about the Mortal Kombat thing? I'm kind of indifferent to it. I am too. Lance, Lance keeps like swaying back and forth between the two. I know. He's, um, he's tortured, but yeah, we were talking about it again this morning. And I was like, dude. Even if Hanzo is not Scorpion, uh, I mean, they're not going to just get rid of him as a character. Like, he'll be somebody else. Yeah. And, uh, or they'll just reboot the franchise again. Yeah, I mean, well, specifically it's because it is a continuation, technically. Uh, and at the end of the last, like, D- the story DLC that they had for Eleven, Liu Kang says something like, oh, don't worry, they'll all be back. Um, so, but Lance said that he had read something that it's possible that Hanzo is actually going to be Havoc. Um, (laughs) that would be funny. (laughs) Yeah. So, cause they, they said apparently Havoc is in this and he's a, he's a regular character or whatever before he becomes whatever the hell he is. They should make him a Shu Hao or whatever the fuck. I don't know who that is. (laughs) The best character. They're, they're bringing back Mol, Avocado or Moldavo or whatever the fuck his name is. Are they really Mavado? Uh, I think it's, I think that's his name. No, right? I mean, no, I think I'm, I'm having a schizo moment. Uh, I don't think they are. It's Otaru, I think. That they're Motaro. The, the centaur. No, not the centaur. The fucking... <laughs> um, damn it, no. It's not them. It's it's one of the ladies um, from... Deadly Alliance. That was Lee, Lee May was announced. Yeah, that's who they're bringing back. <laughs> yeah, there's there, there's also talk of um, Natara being brought back as well. Uh, is she the vampire? Right. Yeah. Oh god, they yeah. all just blend in. <laughs> well, I told Lance, I was like, there are two characters that they introduced in Deadly Alliance that um, 
uh, I actually really liked as a kid. I thought were cool. Most of them they introduced in that game suck, right? They're just generic and yeah. boring. I really like like, Cobra. like he's cool. Like Su Hao or whatever <laughs> fucking general guy. Uh, yes, Shu Hao is is in Cobra is only in Deception, right? And uh, I don't know. Armageddon. See, I ne- I never played Deception in Armageddon. Um, oh, really? Deception is yeah, really good. The only PS2 era game I had was Deadly Alliance. Um, but the two characters from Deadly Alliance that I think are like actually genuinely cool that they introduced in that game are Natara and uh, Kenshi. Oh, uh, yeah. Everybody loves yeah. Kenshi because he's cool yeah. as fuck. And Kenshi in, in MK1 is apparently a member of the Yakuza. <laughs> uh, really? Which is fucking cool. awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, but no, I'm not torn about it. I told Lance, I was like, look, I'm, I'm getting it no matter what, but like, I probably won't get it day one. I very rarely ever get, um, new Mortal Kombat games on day one. Yeah. Um, fuck, you might and, as well just wait for them to release the fucking ultimate edition or whatever. The well, the only reason, the only reason I don't want to do that is because it'll be fucking three years from now before that comes <laughs> out, you know? Yeah, I guess. You're um, right. you, usually I wait, uh, a lot of times like I'll get it like if it's on like a Black Friday sale or something. Um, and then with the DLC packs, I usually wait till they go on sale before getting those. Which I don't know. Did you? I, I know we're on a on a bit of a tangent here, but we'll get back to the topic. Um, did you see the DLC pack trailer? Yeah, I did. I thought it was kind of lame. That I mean, I heard some people say that the reason they did it was because the leaks were already out, and they just wanted to say, you know, okay, yeah, there. Here's the characters. Let's oh, you're on. talking about while they went ahead and just did the trailer? Yeah, before the game, general. before we even know like what fucking characters are actually like in their yeah, main roster. That actually makes a lot of sense because you're probably right. They're probably like, look, and the trailer doesn't really show much. It's just like the characters like appearing, right? So I mean, I still think it's sort of lame that they did that. Like, I don't know, just from a PR perspective. I mean, right. I, I knew they were gonna have those characters or not those characters but i knew they were going to do you know a, a character pack but just from a pr yeah. perspective to be like oh by the way uh be sure to buy this fucking dlc when the game comes out well it, it also helps promote because like if you buy the deluxe edition or premium edition or whatever it comes with the combat pass so like um it's also kind of a way of being like hey if you get this edition these yeah. are the characters that are going to be added. I mean, shit. Uh, which... Yeah, I mean, we don't even know, I guess. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, better than, like, microtransactions, but, I mean, like, we don't even know what the fuck the main yeah. game's going to have, if it's going to have yeah. the same system as in what, what do you think? What do you think of those characters, specifically? Um, I don't even remember who the fuck they so... were. <laughs> so there were there were three guest characters and three Mortal Kombat characters. The Mortal Kombat characters were Quan Chi, uh, Takeda, uh, which I don't think Takeda's ever actually been a playable character. It, and it's not Takeda like the son of Takeda. Uh, <laughs> it's not the you remember how they in Mortal Takeda, Kombat X they introduced. Yeah, he's a playable character in MKX. Takeda. No, no, no. <laughs> Takeda Burrito. No, so there's a character in MKX named Takeda or whatever. Uh, Takahashi or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's uh, the Shirai Ryu fucking hopeful or whatever the fuck. Yeah, so it's not that it's not that Takeda. Apparently, this is the original Takeda that like founded the Shirai Ryu or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, so it's a different. But yeah. Same. Name. And of course, 
Of course, we know who Quan Chi is, and Ermac was the oh, other. Oh yeah, I saw Ermac, but I didn't recognize him. Uh, yeah, because he looks like a fucking like zombie mummy. Yeah, <laughs> like, and they have the dude from that meme who's like, "Think, Mark, think." I don't even. Uh, Omni Man. Fucking... Yeah, that's him. And they have yeah, John so, Cena. Yeah, they have John Cena as peacemaker, peacekeeper, or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> and then. And then the other one is Homelander from The Boys. Oh, uh, okay. Um, that's who that is. I thought that yeah. was Shazam or whatever. The I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so out of touch with this shit. Well, so I've never seen The Boys are Invincible, right? Yeah. And uh, after they, you know, I saw the leak of these characters a while back. And I was like, well, it's probably right because it leaked on like Amazon France or some shit. It's like, why would Amazon? They said, but, oh, we will. We have the characters. Mr. Omni-Man. We have the Omni-Man. Is John Cena. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I'm like, well, I've never, after they did this trailer, I was like, you know, I have obviously like most people in this damn country. I have Amazon Prime. So I was like, I may as well just give Invincible and the boys a try because I've never seen them. The boys, and I, I've seen I've seen uh, Peacekeeper, whatever. Yeah, I can't even remember. Because did we um, watch Suicide Squad? No, we didn't watch. Su- yeah, I watched. Yeah, it. we watched. No, we we did we did that for the show too. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Was, yeah. Um, I remember we trashed that fucking movie, but not looking back on it, I actually kind of like like it wasn't that no, bad. No, I of didn't. A movie. I didn't trash it. I remember Lance trashed it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of joined in on it, but I think at that point I was just kind of like. I'm so fucking sick of superhero movies, dude. Yeah, like, I, I, I seem to. I think that is pretty much accurate. I think you, that was your kind of your attitude about it. But I liked it because it was like, oh man, like this is a James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, it but, was kind of fun seeing James Gunn not have you know any holes barred where you could fucking kill people, and cut their heads off and shit. Yeah, and they like straight up told him like, yeah, you can just kill whoever you want in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just looking um, back on the hot take we had back then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, obviously I've seen that, but then also I also watched the HBO series they made, um, on, based on him. Oh um, yeah, I, yeah, I know they did that, man. Yeah, and that show was actually really good. I I thought it was like very well done. I just um, hate I hate John Cena like as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a fucking I, asshole. <laughs> I mean, I I used to hate him as a wrestler because yeah. I was like. As a wrestling fan, I was like always just fed up with like, uh, John Cena's champion again. He's yeah, the be most champion for fucking fucking guy yeah. on the planet. Yeah, it's like he's gonna be champion for fifteen months. So why even bother getting invested in anything? Yeah. Um, and even I don't even dislike him for like really that. I dislike him because like the fucking China bullshit that he yeah the, like, China, he's such the a, China thing was awful. Yeah, he's like you can totally tell he's just like a two faced like flimsy fucking, uh, you know celebrity just generic well, celebrity that has no opinion outside of i want more money Yeah, you know, yeah i mean and that's the same thing like you know, remember Le- i think lebron james put out a statement around that same time of like apologizing to china or some, yeah. something he like said that. i'm so sorry fucking i'm an american pig dog and uh, taiwan's not a real country and, and, and the great fucking communist party of china will take over the world please accept yeah. my apology and it is it's because of their their employers right i mean john cena is a Hollywood star now and Hollywood really depends on China money in the, in yeah. theaters. So well, I think they, that's, they, that's becoming less and less of a thing now, isn't it though? Well, I don't think so. I think the thing is that 
there are certain there are a lot of movies that get made here that they just won't allow to play over there. Yeah. For for one reason or the other, you know. Yeah, because they have, they they have, have one black character, and, and yeah. they're like, "What the fuck?" Well, we we already know there was like talk. There's been talk for years of like Finn was supposed to be the main character of the new Star Wars China, trilogy. Yeah, China fucking hated him. He's supposed to get with Ray or some shit. I, I at least that's my uh, extrapolation. Um, yeah, and I, I bet China was like, "We fucking hate this guy." Yeah, and like, ba- and basically, by the time the third movie in that trilogy came around, he was his character was pretty much non-existent, <laughs> completely fucking neutralized. Yeah, God. Um, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to the the Invincible uh, boys thing. Yeah, I started watching Invincible yesterday. And is that the is that the animated show? Yes, okay. yeah, it's animated. It's on Amazon Prime. That's what a- Omni Man is from. Mm-hmm. And the main character's hero name is Invincible. Omni Man. So it's interesting. Sorry, everyone, about this tangent. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's actually pretty interesting because it kind of sets up. There's like this. It's almost like a parody of DC. Um, there is this uh, group called the Guardians of Earth. Uh, I think that's what they're called. Guardians of Earth or Guardians of the World or something like that. And they are all basically just DC parodies. Like, there's a, a, character, a hero who has water-based powers and lives in the ocean, but he looks like a fish man. Yeah. And uh, there's there's a Batman uh, parallel called uh, Darkwing. And cool. so, you, you know, you get the idea. There's, like, the Justice League, but it's not the Justice League. Yeah. And they're gritty. And, um, they're fucking gritty. Well, no. Well, the show... It's so, it threw me off because you know Invincible's written by Robert Kirkman, um, who for those who don't know wrote The Walking Dead. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Invincible is a a graphic novel or a comic book series. I'm not sure which, but it's written by him, and then he also wrote, writes the the animated series. Okay. It threw me off, the because the first episode for most of it, it's pretty clean cut, right? There's not any blood or gore or anything. It's, you know, you get introduced to the Guardians of Earth and all that. And um, you're introduced to Mark, who is the, the invincible character. Um, and his dad, Omni-Man. And the whole idea is, like, Omni-Man is like a Superman parallel. Yeah. Uh, he came he came here from a different planet. He has basically Superman's powers. And, you know, Mark is about the age where he finally is developing powers of his own. And so he's trying to like teach Mark how to use his powers. So it's like, okay, this seems pretty cut and dry, clean cut animated series. And do you care if I spoil this first episode? I do not care. Okay. All right, everyone. I'm about to spoil the first episode of Invincible in case you care. Cover your Um, ears and go la la la. (laughs) Um, The credits start, but then you hear someone talking and it cuts to one of the guardians uh, getting an, an alert on their phone or on their watch or whatever that there's an emergency that they all need to gather so and it, sh- it cuts to all the different here all the different guardians of earth as they're getting these alerts and they show up at their base in like some mountainside they show up and they're like uh well who who called us here and everyone's freaking out because no one none of them called and omni-man shows up and proceeds to brutally murder all of them <laughs> like he the first one he kills is like there's a guy named the Red Rush, which you know the Flash uh, parallel, yeah. and he catches him 
and he puts both hands on the side of his head and just like squeezes his head until it just pops and his like eyeball is popping out and stuff and uh yeah so like you know he is like what the hell why did he do this so i'm only on like the third episode now but i'm like man this is and like ever since then there's blood and gore like everywhere (laughs) yeah yeah i knew it was edgy so you when you were like saying like oh well not really i was like but i thought i thought they have like fucking scenes where i've seen clips of shit like that i'm like dude this fucking show is like edgy as fuck yeah, so so basically, it makes sense why Omni Man is was chosen for a Mortal Kombat DLC character. Yeah, um, I guess he fits and I've heard, right in. Yeah, and I've heard the boys are supposed to be like very like brutal and and gory and stuff too. So, um, but I'll probably watch that after I finish Invincible. Gotcha. But anyway, let's uh, get back to this. So we were talking about the cold open in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um. There are three people at this uh, cabin on a lake, and um, there's this girl. Uh, I can't remember her name. Her uh, cousin. I don't remember. I just remember the girl who becomes a dead eye. Her name's Jessica. I remember. That. Yeah, Jessica. I don't remember the other one. Yeah, I don't remember the guy's name either. But oh uh, yeah, um, his name's Chad because he's fucking Chad. <laughs> Why was he the only guy there? By the way, like, is he like? Is he fucking well, both of them or some shit? Like, no, he fuck? he's Jessica's boyfriend, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and apparently she had invited a bunch of people up there, but no one else showed up. Good. Um, they fucking but... won out. Good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good decision. Um, but yeah, so the first like kind of creepy, unsettling moment of the film happens when uh, Jessica's cousin goes up to the cabin to check on her, and she's reading, and the deadite or Jessica slash the deadite is uh, basically reciting the exact words that her cousin is reading um (laughs) she ends up ripping off her scalp (laughs) yeah and uh they end up making their way down to the lake where the boyfriend is at and um she she goes up she gets the drone right and she picks the drone up and like cuts her own face with it and falls into the lake yeah then he goes after her and he gets chewed up now this is the one Fucking, this is the one outstanding issue I have with this movie's effects is that that blood effect in that water looked like dog shit, all right? Yeah, it didn't look as good as it should have compared with a lot of other things that are happening yeah. in this movie. <laughs> That's the one black mark against this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she throws his head up on the dock, and then uh, she starts to float in the air for what is probably the coolest title card in the history of film oh yeah it was pretty cool i mean she's like floating up and like in on the horizon in red this giant evil dead rise is like coming up into the skyline it's like this is such a freaking amazing looking shot um but yeah so then you know it's uh, an okay cold opening you know Yeah, I mean the the title card itself is like the is like the main like yeah that was me. that's what saved it the drone yeah, I mean that and the guy pulling the beer out of his pocket which was a pretty sick move honestly <laughs> I'm not gonna lie oh um so yeah that and that's pretty much all you see of these characters until later on mm-hmm. um, yeah because it goes back a, a day a day yeah. yeah. So you're left wondering, how does that connect? 
Which yeah. is honestly, so I don't get how it connects either. So is the curse just like always going to be in that like shitty little apartment? Well, I guess the curse is like transferring from person to a new person, right? That, yeah. So my read on it is that because the records were played, that curse was freed. And when Beth destroys... Um, disgusting centaur monster. The uh, the Rat King. Yeah. I saw someone call it the Rat King. Is that really what it's called or something? That's that's. I think that's a good way to refer to it. You do know what a Rat King really is? No. So, okay. So this, this is like fucking disgusting. But a Rat King, you can Google it if you want because the images are also kind of disturbing. What the fuck? It's, ba- it's basically a ball of rats that are tied together at their tails. Um, I guess because when they live in swarms and stuff, their tails get all knotted together. So it's basically like they become one being. <laughs> what the fuck? I've never seen so, this shit. That's crazy. All right, I know what I'm going to read for fucking <laughs> like 30 minutes on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's why people call this a rat king because it's like just three like deadites I, or whatever kind of mashed yeah. together. <laughs> I thought people were just like memeing or some shit. Like No. I was like, they don't even really look like rats. Like, why do you call them a rat king? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. See, I'd seen Rat King thrown around before, but it wasn't until The Last of Us Part 2 that I actually looked into what a rat king was. Um, Because there's a a creature in that game that you encounter called a rat king. Yeah. And as you can imagine, it's a bunch of infected all, like, kind of, like, that like it's amalgamation of like about a dozen infected or so. Yeah, I like um, that kind of body horror. So I like to that uh, that last one. I know it's kind of jumping ahead, but I feel like fuck it. That's well. fine. Yeah. Uh, but I really like that that last monster because I really like body horror like that. Um, and I think right. they did it really good. Um, that's like one of the only things that can like uh kind of unnerve me. This kind of you know shit that's like mutated or is all mashed up and shit like that. Yeah, I mean it. It is a cool looking um, creature, I guess. Yeah. But at this point in the film, we do we are kind of like back in like silly Evil Dead territory, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I, towards the end of it. Yeah, I, I could, yeah. I, you know, I could see where if somebody was saying it was jumping the shark or some shit like that, especially when she shoves it into the the wood chipper and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, but. In the beginning, you know, so you get past, like, the cold open or whatever, and then you get to, like, where it's actually following the family. I do think there's a good stretch there where the movie is, like, genuinely creepy. Um, You have a little bit of, like, kind of silliness. Like, when uh, uh, Ellie first gets infected or possessed, not infected. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When she first gets possessed, she's, like, just vomiting, like, way too much. I did. Um. I do, now that you mention it, I did think that they, when I was going into it, I thought they were going to kind of lean into the more creepy aspects, especially from what you see from, like, the trailers and stuff. Exactly, yeah. But it's it's really uh, very action-y in this movie. It's not very, it's, for lack of a better term, it's not very slow burn, you know? Yeah, it's not slow burn, but that's what I'm saying. Like, during the second act, that's when you get, like, the creepy horror type stuff but outside of that it's it's pretty much what you would expect from an evil dead movie right yeah and i Um, feel like the tension is kind of wasted on stuff like 
I don't know, stupid stuff like the Jesus statue. <laughs> oh, yeah, down in the bank. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I don't know, you could have had some tension built up in some better ways, maybe. Or, I don't know. Yeah, uh, they, they could have. Um, I will say, so, you know, We'll just we'll just jump. In. We've already kind of talked about like the main family, um, who they are, and all that. But yeah. Uh, so we'll, I, we'll... this is something I wanted to ask you. But did you? And you might. I don't know if this is something that you would want to cut out. I'm not gonna be flippant about this. But I guess the son is supposed to be trans. Is is that the case? I read it somewhere that that was the director's intention or something that they are supposed to be trans i'm not sure uh you know kind of i don't know how to say that but you know what i mean i'm not sure kind of what gender identity they they currently have i guess as a, a i guess it'd be female to male trans but yeah i would i guess if, if that is if that is the case then yeah that's what i assume um because i didn't really i didn't really pick up on that yeah but. i didn't pick up on it either but i thought that was interesting you know you know yeah yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but and it, I mean, it's it's in a way, it's good that you can't pick up on it because really, like, just being trans isn't a personality. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? definitely, it's definitely something that um, you know, the good kind of representation where it's not like fucking, you know, look, look, look what we put in our movie. Please yeah, watch our exactly. movie. Look how cool <laughs> and good we are. Right. But um. Yeah, so let's basically jump to when Ellie's after Ellie's infected. So we already, I already kind of mentioned that she vomits, and that's like when they she first wanders back after being possessed, or yeah. she's hit with the spirit camera, um, and they she drag makes her a bunch to a nape. Too. Oh yeah. What, that what is the that fuck part, is it? up with their bat? Like, do they do people leave their eggs out like that? Uh, thank you because i thought it was weird okay i'm glad i'm not the only one that was like what the fuck is this bullshit like why didn't she get it out of like the fridge yeah well there was something else we watched recently where there's just like a big ass basket of eggs oh it was i think it was scary movie or scary movie 2 there's like a big ass basket of eggs on the counter it's like what is this get the fuck that must be like some kind of european shit or something like that's not something we do here in america we leave them in fucking we leave them in un- environmental, unfriendly styrofoam cartons in, in our fridge. We don't put them in fucking wicker baskets on our fucking counter. Well, you know, it depends on where you buy them. Because now Kroger's gone back to, like, the old, like, recycled paper type oh, yeah. cartons, you know. Which is yeah. better for the, better for the environment, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so she does make the eggs. She's just, like, throwing the eggs in the, in the skillet and, like, saying, like, you know, how she wanted to... Um, Wear her cut them out skin and shit. Yeah, she wanted to like cut them open and crawl inside them so they could be a family forever, which uh foreshadowing, right? Yeah. I um, do I love the uh the little dead eye dialogue. I love how they're uh, Yeah. They, like that. They, that is something the dead eyes have always been like that, right? But uh-huh. whenever this movie is like really deep and it's like like I said, the second act is very horror centric. And it's deep in that and then you get some of that dead eye dialogue, it's just like this doesn't it kind of throws off the, the tone again. Yeah. I don't think... Um, I like the Dead Eye dialogue. I'm glad you brought that up because it's making me think about it. And I don't think that this movie uses the Dead Eye dialogue quite as effectively. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know the shit that they say. There's there's times when it's creepy, like the skin wearing stuff, but um, or like know. or like of course the line. It was in one of the trailers, but when she's in the tub and she pops her, she like brings her head up out of the out of the tub mm-hmm. after falling down into it, and she's like, you know, mommy's with the maggots now. Like that is such a fucking good line. Yeah, but. There's just something I can't remember what the line is now, but it's like you know how like deadites like to call people like bitches and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. it's just it's, it's the very, exorcist, like, bro. It's literally just the exorcist. <laughs> well, it's very um, it comes off very um, juvenile, right? Yeah. And when you're in the middle of a scene that's very horror focused and it actually has like real creepy tone to it, and then you got like this juvenile dialogue, it just kind of it doesn't play well together i think yeah i don't the thing is is that um i'm trying to think how you would be able to do it better and why it feels exactly like how you're describing it um like in the first one i don't know maybe because it's an 80s movie or like a late 70s movie like that kind of stuff feels still kind of spooky but i don't know i guess as a modern film that stuff's not as shocking anymore yeah Uh, to just be like um, you know, you little bitch and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember the, there was one line in particular that I was just like, kind of like, Oh, this, uh, this isn't a good line, but, um, and I don't mind them getting into that sort of territory later on after it's kind of like, all right, we're getting a little bit silly, you know, um, you know, dead by dawn. Yeah. <laughs> and the dead by that. dawn is when I fucking, like I already said, I laughed. That was a goofy spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that that's the evil dies tonight moment for sure um except you don't hear it for half the movie evil dies uh, tonight <laughs> um but yeah so they take her to a neighbor's house she's presumed to be dead and um there's i was creeped out when she's when beth is sitting there talking to her and her eyes just like pop open right oh, yeah that's a really cool uh and that yeah, and the little fly lands on her eyes, mm-hmm. and then she like looks over at her like it's like oh man, um, and then you know she like sits up or whatever, and she's like just staring at her. You kind of half expect something to happen, um, but they they're like, that's when they take her to the tub. Oh which, yeah, they definitely do kind of uh, play with it, like your expectations yeah. a little bit there. Yeah. She's just, like, sitting there staring, so you half expect her to, like, attack Beth or something. Yeah, I like the way um, she kind of moves uh, in the tub scene and stuff, like, when she's um, kind of, you know, saw, like, you know, it looks like it's painful for her to move. Her, like, bones are breaking with each step. Yeah, you mean after she gets out, she, like, walk, walks. Yeah. After she gets out of the tub, right? I remember yeah. I remember the other funny thing. She When she pokes her head around the corner from the bathroom, that shit's funny. I'm sorry, but that's funny. <laughs> she like looks around. She's like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did think it was like a little bit, a little weird when she's like, she's got like the piece of glass or whatever that she's um, going to attack Beth with. Yeah, and uh, she like kind of like she does like the sibling type thing, right? Where she's like jumps at her with it, like she was uh, yeah, going, she's like, like she's just trying to make her flinch. Her out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of goofy too. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, like like I already said, the bathtub scene where she's like she's talking, you know, mommy's with the maggots now and all that. Like I, that's like genuinely creepy. And at this point, they've got like you know, from on the makeup side, they've got like the contacts in. So just like looking at her is unsettling. Um, yeah, she was. Uh, it may- they they really did a good job with her makeup. The makeup really trans transfers over to her really well. Not so much like a, like the daughter or anything like that. Yeah, you know they don't. Yeah, like when Bridget. Off. Yeah, when Bridget becomes a dead eye, it's much less um, intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and that's why I think, like I said, you know, I everyone like saw the, a lot the, more. The, most people who saw this movie. Oh, go Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> now you're good. Uh, 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 no, I, I was just I was just gonna reiterate that um, you know, like I said, most everybody who watched this really loves um, her performance as you know Ellie or the Dead Eye version of Ellie specifically. Yeah, she was really the big outstanding role in this. I think uh, I do yeah. like the little sequence where um, you know, God damn it, I keep forgetting her name. Is it Bridget? Is that the, the daughter? daughter? That, yeah, that becomes a dead eye? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's, like, wrapped in the, uh, like, sheet, and she's kind of, like, floating. Yeah, it makes her look like a ghost almost. Yeah, she <laughs> like says, a... boo! Um, <laughs> yeah, I really like that. That was a cool kind of sequence. Um, kind of creative. Yeah. Oh, I know another. Uh, this is a dead eye line, like a really, like, dead eye ass dead eye line that actually does kind of fit well is when she's sitting there eating the glass and um she's like i have uh what she say something like i have creepy crawlies in my tummy that i have to get out yeah it's like it it actually fits you know um and it's much it's much better than just calling someone a bitch or whatever uh so but yeah so before we talk about like when, when pretty much deadites are just running around all over the place, um, they get, they get, oh, Ellie gets uh, lured outside because the neighbors open the door. So she goes outside and uh, they lock her out and Beth is watching through the keyhole or the, the peephole. And, um, man, they killed, like the, they killed that kid, dude. That was fucked up. I didn't expect them to do that. Yeah, like you don't. It it's not often that you actually see kids being killed in. Uh, but um, yeah, so she basically kills all the neighbors that pop up earlier in the movie, and you kind of see it all play out through the peephole. Um, the old guy like tries to shoot her, and then <laughs> ends up you know getting dragged down. And um, Lance, I will say this because I don't think I brought it up on the recording. Lance, even though he couldn't be here. Uh, recording with us he did watch the film he said that he didn't like the movie overall but he said that he genuinely gagged on the eye at the eyeball scene yeah <laughs> <laughs> which also is one of those moments i'm like biting the eyeball out of his head it's like okay that's fine but then when she spits it out and it goes down someone else's throat i'm like this, is, this is too much yeah it's like this is uh yeah, silly it, it is kind of goofy yeah, they they play with the tone in this movie, and that's I guess that's something that we've kind of uh, one the one of the big takeaways that we've kind of had on our discussion. And I don't know if it was would you say it's effective, like kind of what they're doing. I don't think it's as effective as it kind of was in like the first one. I don't. I don't think it is. I think that 
I think it works I've, in I've the already... first one because the first one has like the budget of like a fucking cheese sandwich. So like, <laughs> you know, it's like it's implicitly like a little bit goofy, but I don't know. I think I feel like it balances it a lot better in the old one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that this one could have pulled it off, and I, I think I've already kind of said this a little bit, but it, it should have done a gradual transition into that tone, mm-hmm. right? It should have leaned more into that horror and then just gradually gotten to, like, this is what Evil Dead sort of has done before with, like, kind of, like, the, the goofiness and all that. Because I don't have a problem with it necessarily. I just think that there are too many times in the movie where it takes away too much from the scariness of it. Yeah. And I don't remember if even in the 2013 they kind of played around with, uh, did they have? Yeah, you do You do have some of that. But I think it works. It's done better in 2013. Because um, you've got like, you know, you've got like the scene where um, – Mia is in the cellar, right? She's like peeking her head through, like when she pushes the trap door up, and she's like talking to him and all that. That has some of that like dead-eyed dialogue, and but it, it just, I think it plays better in in the way that they did it in that film. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, and I guess even from the trailers, like we were kind of saying, it it feels kind of like tonal whiplash because from what I saw from the trailers, and I'm sure you kind of feel the same way. I felt like they were kind of focusing in more on the horror aspect than yeah. the goofy evil dead aspect. Yeah. And I was surprised that this took really place in an apartment. Ex- I, I like that. I like that they changed the setting. Cause I'll be, I'd be just fine if we never saw another evil dead movie take place in a damn cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I mean, we did, we, I, I'll also be fine if we never see it get absolutely ridiculous again, either like army of darkness where it's in a medieval <laughs> time period castle or whatever um but it i'm fine with that but i do agree about the trailer that's what had me so excited about it i mean i was excited anyway because it's a new evil dead movie and i I love this franchise but it did really seem like it was going to lean into the horror and it's because they used they pretty much only used like the horror pure horror moments in the trailers um like you know like i said the mommy's with the maggots now uh is in the trailer and yeah. there's a shot in the trailer where she's above like she's clinging to the wall above the bathtub mm-hmm. um yeah it's like they used all the good shit for like the trailer you know and you kind of get spoiled i don't i don't entirely agree now granted i only ever watched like the first major trailer because i've gotten i've gotten to a point and i'm trying to get better about if there's a movie i'm interested in i'll watch the first trailer and then no no more because too many times, like especially when you get closer to the film's release, they'll they'll start showing trailers that are like, "You've basically shown me the movie. Why are you? Why would I even bother watching it now?" Yeah. Um, like for example, for example, we were gonna watch Sinister, uh, because neither Stephanie and I have not watched Sinister before, and um, but we watched the trailer for it first, and the trailer basically is just the movie. So I was like, "All right, well, I guess we don't need to watch this." Then. <laughs> we already watched it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you don't get any of like the, the silliness or, or like the dead eye, uh, dialogue. Um, but they, they don't show every creepy aspect of it either. Um, I, I, I think because at least in the first trailer, like I said, I don't know about the rest of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just remember seeing 
kind of I remember seeing most of the bathroom section. I remember seeing yeah, most, the, I don't know something about the cheese grater. I remember hearing oh, or yeah, the, about that. The cheese grater was in the was in the, in the trailer because that became like on Twitter. I think if you did like hashtag Evil Dead Rise or whatever, the little emoji next to it was a cheese grater. It wasn't even that um, um like fucking crazy you know yeah it's just it's just the way that they framed it in the trailer it's like it just looks extremely painful which i'm sure it would be um but like yeah in the movie it's it's kind of like there and done you know yeah just kind of Um, like a quick little thing i mean the fucking um if they would have put that little needle thing into the eye that probably would have been a little bit more fucked up but yeah but um yeah so uh like you said bridget eventually becomes oh bridget becomes a deadite while uh ellie is in the hallway and ellie's locked out right <laughs> yeah yeah she becomes a tentacle mouth monster or some shit well that's what it yeah, shows but, but, in the in the pages but she just gets like chocolate fucking coming out of her mouth and nose well i think I, yeah she yeah so she's got like blood or whatever like yeah. pouring out of her was a pretty, or me- i think it, that was a pretty good effect if if you ask me oh it looked pretty good yeah she has some boogers. yeah i agree <laughs> um she's gotta go take some nyquil to yeah, get that runny mus- from- yeah it's called muc- mucinex bitch get a bottle <laughs> um but yeah i think before she actually turns into a deadite um uh ellie dead-eyed ellie is able to trick the youngest daughter uh, cassie into trying to open the door for her i'm glad Um, that that doesn't like so i don't know i thought it was kind of dumb in that typical horror movie way that she was going to open the door but i'm glad it wasn't like a big thing like you know it just add a little bit of tension it didn't like make her come into the room because she was like i'm gonna open the door it, it reminds me yeah. of um i don't know if you've ever played the first dead rising like on the 360 yeah i have okay do you know in the beginning when there's the old lady and there's the dog like behind the barricade yeah and she opens the opens the locked yeah. mall doors to get to her doll yeah it reminds me of that fucking shit that shit just pisses me <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it I mean, I guess it makes sense though that it's the youngest daughter that's doing it, right? Because yeah, she, she is only like four or whatever. So, so she's like kind of like not really entirely sure what what in the world's happening here, and um, even though her her mom is like covered in blood, but you know she does lie. She says like you know oh I was just I was just feeling off or whatever, and you know um, your father has come back, you know, and uh, when she like walks up to the peephole and she likes looking through it with like her head down she's got that big grin on her face mm-hmm. i think th- that's an awesome looking shot as well yeah. but like she's again really creepy um and again like like you already said it, yeah, i think it pl- her the shape of her face plays very well to the um with the makeup and like the dead eye look um, she's just got a like, weird creepy face it's like me when yeah. i when i look into the mirror sometimes and you can do like a really creepy smile and then you can look kind yeah. of scary and then you're like oh i better stop this <laughs> yeah, something... like, i think i'm losing my fucking marbles in here <laughs> <laughs> and then you look up and you're still smiling at yourself like, oh, <laughs> yeah you're like oh no i'm in the fucking cheesy movie <laughs> i'm in smile yeah. um 
So, yeah, you know, convinces her to open it. They, they keep her out. Um, Bridget ends up turning into a deadite, which, you know, is distracting. Uh, she attacks Beth. I think she's distracting Danny. Wait, is, is Bridget the one that does the cheese grater to um, Beth? Or is it after Ellie gets back in the apartment? <laughs> I thought it was Bridget, but now you've thrown me it, for a loop because I don't remember. I think it is because Bridget attacks Danny in the kitchen, uh, you know, with the sheet and all that. Because, like, she gets, oh, yeah, she gets on top of him and, like, vomits all over him or whatever. Yeah. Um, spits, vomits blood all over She's, him. <clears throat> and then I think that's when Beth comes in and, she, like, attacks her and she gets up. She, the, she gets the cheese grater and drags it across her leg. Yeah. Um, and, they they think that they've killed her like two or three times, like because the first time is when Cassie uses the weird baby doll Staphanie, head on a bro. stick. Stephanie <laughs> um, uses her to to sh- like unintentionally like shove the pole through her, her back of her throat, and um, ayo, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it did look kind of funny. Man, there's something. Uh, there's something else I need to bring up just real quick. Like every time they vomit up like the fucking white vomit, I laugh a little bit. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> again that's one of those silly like Evil Dead things. Yeah, did they do but that in the old ones? That... I don't remember it being like white ass cum vomit. I don't remember if it was that color, but I I seem to remember them being a lot of vomiting throughout these movies. I do. Yeah, I remember vomiting like in some capacity, but I don't know making it white. It's just like come on now. Well, you know, at least, at least it's not pea soup. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I think that's what it... I mean, that's The Exorcist, but... Yeah. Shit. And that's probably why they do it, right? That's why the Evil Dead movies do that in the first place. It's because, the exor- uh, you know, obviously The Exorcist was the first possession movie that yeah. was really I guess they, notable. I guess they must have taken, like, a lot of influence, the first one, from The Exorcist. Unless that's yeah, something sure. that they were watching before they made it or some shit but yeah um so yeah uh she get ellie ends up she does get in the back in the apartment because she know, she hears the cat in the air vents and oh, she yeah. figures out i thought they I were gonna kill the to i thought they were gonna kill the cat and i was gonna be upset but i'm glad they didn't yeah me too i, I thought all those same things <laughs> so yeah to anybody who's gonna watch this movie don't there there are no cat deaths so please yeah but there, there's no animal um i always I always hate it when there's like horror movies with an animal in it like a cat yeah. or a dog it's like oh gosh that like you're 80 percent sure that something's gonna happen yeah. to it i don't know i'm fucked in um, i i can live with the i'm fucked in the head so i can live with the dog but the cats i don't know the cats always give me like don't kill well, the fucking like the, cat bro it's like the first conjuring movie uh minor spoiler for the first conjuring movie for the everybody but um like there's a dog with the family that moves into the house and like after it's killed on the first night it's like yeah. when i think but at least you don't at least you don't see it being killed yeah you know? i think the thing about the dog thing is, is that i've seen movies kill dogs for shock value so much that it just doesn't even fucking phase me anymore but I've, yeah i hardly ever see movies kill cats and it's fucked up if i ever do see it i hate yeah. that shit well, have you ever seen? Have you seen Smile? 
Uh, no, I've only seen I've okay. seen the the monster at the end, and I thought it looked cool. That's it. Um, I mean, if you don't want to see something happen to cats, don't watch that. Movie. Don't All watch right. that movie. It's fucked up. Um, but uh, and I'll never pick it for this podcast because I did not like that movie. Yeah, it's um, pretty. I, I saw it was a pretty goofy ass movie. Yeah, I um basically my my general thought of it is if it follows was made in like 2004 that's basically what that movie is yeah because you know mid-2000s overall pretty much sucked for horror movies it, it did it straight up reminded me of like a like a mid-2000s or like an early 2010s movie yeah yeah so um yeah um once ellie gets back in the apartment that's like when things really start to go like all in action you know there's a lot of like blood and gore there's violence um they get out in the hallway they get the the shotgun um the uh danny is dead at this at some point he's killed oh yeah because he got he gets stabbed yeah by, he, um, he gets stabbed but then he like crawls out or something and I don't yeah know. he crawls out after he he's turned um or possessed or whatever because uh beth and cassie are trying to get out and they like i said they get out in the hallway they get the shotgun and then um ellie ellie is out there and beth shoots her leg off and then she goes to shoot her in the head i think and the old man who is now a deadite grabs her by the leg. He's like, "That's my gun, you bitch!" <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> that's one of the goofy lines that you were talking about. Yeah, and uh, so she accidentally shoots Ellie's arm off, and then she shoots the old man. I think now she um, beats the but... shit out of him with the oh yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. And um, so Ellie's like basically on the ground because she's missing a leg, and uh, they start to leave, and that's when Bridget. Uh, and Danny come out and then they start like tearing her stomach open, tearing Ellie's stomach open because they're about to form the rat king. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah. And then the final showdown is in like the parking garage. Uh, the rat king shows up and, um, is coming after them. You know, hopefully if you're listening to this, you watched it. Cause I, I, I don't want to break down every little detail of this fight, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, so basically, it, it just ends with uh, they're able to get... Well, the Rat King is trying to drag her into... Or push her, put her in the wood chipper. And she eventually ends up being able to, like, force her... Force the Rat King down in there instead, so... Yeah, pull the um, old switcheroo on him. Yeah. And, uh... Something, something I wanted to bring up... And we... Um, before we get to the final little bit of the story, do you ever think of how unsettling it would be if this happened? Not only because, like, obviously this is happening, but the fact that these deadites constantly refer to like people's souls being trapped in hell. Yeah. Because doesn't doesn't that kind of just like confirm <laughs> confirm they're everything? In hell, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like oh shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I that. think about that too. Um, like if you were in this kind of situation, I mean that's what any good I think horror would do is put you in their shoes. Um, I don't know. I, I always think about it like funny, like like what the fuck would I do? I'd probably just be like, I'd be like, man, I don't have any time for this fucking bullshit. I gotta go jack off, go the fuck away. 
<laughs> Wait, like, look, dude, I'm not yeah. looking for this fucking shit right now. Yeah. But yeah, so um anyway anyway, <laughs> Beth and, and Cassie are the only ones who live out of that entire family. And um then then we get the somehow Jessica who, you know, was the possessed girl in the beginning, for those who aren't keeping track properly. Um, Jessica lives in the same apartment building and somehow is completely oblivious that anything was happening on the floor, either above or below her, where uh, yeah, shotguns she... were being blasted. <laughs> yeah, earthquake. She sleeps through an earthquake, a shotgun, fucking a whole... How does she even fucking... So this is what I don't get. Um, all right, so she walks out of her apartment, right? I guess she doesn't yeah. see like all the fucking viscera and guts in the hallway, but she does when she's, well, she's leaving. She's on, is she on the same floor? I, I, I thought so. It shows that she. It shows that she's on the fifth floor, but I don't remember if that's the same floor. You might be right. Um, I guess because I think we we are introduced to all the neighbors on that floor. Uh, you know, the two kids, the old man, and the um, I don't know, is he a a preacher or something uh i don't know just some religious guy and yeah. his brother i uh, think but yeah so they they're all the people who live on on that floor but so she goes down she notices in her rearview mirror when she gets in her car that there's blood all over the place and when she gets out the spirits are coming at her from three different three or four different directions i'm not really sure and uh that's you know that's how she gets possessed so you know i guess you can connect the dots from there is how she made it to the cabin on the lake yeah but kind of but yeah um the old setup they have a lot of um like checkoffs gun moments in this movie you know where they're like oh i have my shotgun and then you you know there's going to be a shotgun in the movie or like mm-hmm. i think earlier they mentioned the chainsaw and you see like uh, her doing the the soldering iron or not the soldering iron i'm sorry the the solder gun or whatever the fuck and you know that's gonna be a thing and the scissors i don't know yeah i i, I saw somebody mention that they thought that that was kind of goofy how everything had to be set up you know well there are also things that they use that just didn't make any sense why they even mention them like uh when you first are introduced to the family and um I already forgot the daughter's name. What is the daughter's name? <laughs> Bertha. I don't know. Some with a B. Bridget. There you go. <laughs> uh, when Bridget is first introduced, she's like tell, talking about like, you know, uh, you know, I told you months ago that I was going to this protest or whatever. And like, what does that even matter for this film? Oh, like, yeah. It has literally well, nothing to do She's a rebellious teenager. That's, I guess that, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't get that, but. I, I never really have a problem with like Chekhov's gun moments because if it was the other way around where they didn't show that something was um that someone knew how to do something and then they all of a sudden did it and it's not necessarily a common skill to have yeah people will be like people will be like well that doesn't make any sense how do, you, how do they even know how to do that yeah you know? well I feel like uh, I mean I can kind of get behind what they were saying in a way I don't ultimately I don't think it's a big deal. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they there are moments where in this movie it kind of oversteps it, where it's like everything needs to be set. Like I feel like you can kind of see where the director sat down. And he's like, okay, I want a chainsaw, but it's in an apartment building, so I have to set up why the chainsaw is there. So I need to put this dialogue in this movie. You know, you can't use like 
so in a I'm trying to think how to word this in a movie that uses its environment a little bit more effectively I think that's how you would say that it's setting a little bit more effectively it would probably just use shit that you would find like in that area you know what I mean yeah but yeah at the same at the same time there are certain things that they probably need to establish why they are there like yeah you know, definitely. because then i does grab the t- the you know the the tattoo gun and starts and like that's you know yeah uses its i own guess it's a or whatever. tattoo gun or a soldering i don't know what the fuck it, it's a it's a well when ellie infects or you know Whatever, I'm I'm still not 100 percent on how dead eyes work with that. Yeah, it doesn't. It's make almost it, like they get it doesn't make much right. sense. Yeah, because because doesn't yeah, so Ash she, Ash gets she, like fucked up all throughout the the movies oh, and yeah. shit, and, and he, nothing ever happens to him. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> um, but Ellie takes the tattoo gun and like shoves it in her cheek, or yeah, I think I think she shoves it in her face or whatever to get blood on it to like fill it with ink, you know, because that's how a tattoo gun works, mm. and then. Tat, she goes for the eye or whatever, but ends up hitting Bridget's face, um, and then that's when you start seeing that stuff spreading on her face later on. Yeah. Um, but if there was a random tattoo gun there, without first them showing you that Ellie is a tattoo artist, then it, you may be left wondering why in the world is there a tattoo gun just randomly yeah, in this apartment? I definitely, yeah, I think. Like I said, in certain cases and instances, that can make sense. But, like, setting up shit like the scissors, like, I could feasibly see there just being scissors somewhere in that apartment, you know? You don't, you don't, need, oh, to, yeah. you don't need to have, like, a little section where we set up the scissors or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and I agree with that, too. It's just more common household items or whatever you probably don't need to worry about is just setting it up. Yeah. Because I think every, every, almost every house in the... In, this country has freaking scissors. Yeah, I'm just. Somewhere. I guess the ultimate point is, is that at a certain level, you're you're putting so you're setting up so many like weird stuff in this apartment that it feels a little contrived at the, like you know, by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that viewpoint. So, is there anything else that you like to discuss about this movie before we? Um, does this movie so? How does this movie stack up on? The amount of blood, uh, did it break any records or anything? I don't think so. I think that the record may still be held by It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. Um, I just saw they tried to do the, the shining thing with the elevator in this one. So I did. Yeah, I like it I when mean, it's I, filling I, up. That's kind of a cool little sequence. There is one thing. There's one thing I can think of that they set up, but they didn't do anything with it, and it's when... The little girl says she doesn't like to be under the water. I can't uh, I can't think of any time where they do I thought they would have done it in the elevator, but they didn't mention it. So it seems to be conflicting sorry, there seems to be conflicting reports about the blood. Um so this movie used six and a half thousand liters of blood. Uh the record for the most blood in any in any movie is actually Evil Dead 2013. Okay, yeah. Um, it says that Fetty Alvarez had claimed that around 50,000 gallons of fake blood was used in one day of shooting alone. Um, 
and with some estimates saying that another 20,000 gallons was used for the rest of the film. The 50,000 gallons would have been for the ending scene where it's like raining blood and all that. Yeah, and like the little dead-eyed guy goes into like the blood, he sinks into the blood swamp. Yeah. Um, I think that the reason I was thinking of It Chapter 2 is because at one point Jessica Chastain had claimed that a scene in that movie used the set the record for the amount of blood in a single scene. Oh, okay. Um, it beat The Shining. Yeah, The Shining only used about 300 gallons of blood yeah. in the elevator scene. But there's a scene in It Chapter 2 where uh, two of the characters are in these bathroom stalls and the bathroom starts filling up with blood. Like, to where, like, they're, it's like they're standing on top of the toilets and, like, it's they're almost submerged in it. So. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, Evil Dead 2013 seems to be because thinking of it, Chapter Two, I don't imagine that it used seventy thousand gallons of blood. So it all floats down here in the blood. Yeah, in the blood, in the mud, in the mud, in the fucking blood, brother. <laughs> it becomes a, a trailer park guy. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's just it's all about it around here, man. Tell you what. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think that pretty much covers this film, right? Yeah, that's um, the that's the plot for it. Evil dies, evil <laughs> rise tonight. Evil rise tonight. Um, I don't evil, know. I thought evil raw bread. Yeah, evil evil rise the yeast. I thought it was all right. Um. <laughs> it was okay it was a good enough movie I mean it's not it didn't blow my fucking mind or anything but I mean, shit it was alright I feel like I have this thing where um, if I have like a neutral to like slightly positive outcome on, on a movie I always tend towards the positive so if I if I'm pretty neutral on the movie I just always kind of edge positive because I'm just a positive guy like that you know <laughs> i'm just a real positive guy what can i say but you know i thought i thought it was okay all right would, would you recommend it yeah especially if you like if you like horror evil dead fan yeah watch it um yeah. i probably wouldn't recommend it like to if i had to like pay money to go see this i probably wouldn't have um but i don't know for for now since it's on max not HBO Max, but just Max. I, I felt like it was an okay watch. It didn't waste my time. Gotcha. Yeah, so I do like this movie. Um, I like it more the second time around watching it. I forgot to say earlier that I did watch it when it was first put on Max, and then I watched it again uh, this morning, which made, is my second time watching. So um, I did watch it. I did like it more the second time around. Um but and I would I would recommend it like you said if you're a horror fan you should watch it uh, unless you're just like a horror fan who's not really into like a lot of blood and yeah. gore if you like so, the slow you know. burn A24 gut wrenching type shit yeah this this ain't it yeah so, for, so you might, for that you but. might want to look somewhere else if that's the case yeah. but go go to the theater and watch talk to me yeah but uh yeah so that's it um guess we'll talk about what movies we got coming up next um i believe lance's movie and he can correct us on the next episode if this is wrong <laughs> well, but I, be yeah. 
but, but I believe that his next movie is uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. The Revenge. Which is, which is the animated movie. Because um, they've started doing animated movies again. So there's that. Oh, and I'm, I'm guessing you haven't decided what your your next one is yeah i don't know i'm thinking i don't really want to do it because i know you guys don't really go for these kind of movies but i uh i reread the book that full metal jacket is based on um Mm -hmm. called the short timers and i fucking love that book it's like one of my favorite books um i think it's i have the same feeling I know how you guys feel about The Shining, like in Kubrick versus like uh, Stephen King. I don't know so much about your opinion, Cody, but I know how Lance feels about it. You know, I know he's like, uh, he's kind of sour on the movie because of how much like liberties it takes from the book. Yeah, um, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. I'm, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Yeah, um, and also just kind of like reading about some of the shit that went down between Kubrick and Oh yeah, King Kubrick's a fucking personally. a dickhead. That's something that I kind of want to go into on the Hey, I if you want to do full metal full metal jacket, I'm completely down. I've never seen it. Okay. Um, and I feel like it's one of those movies that's kind of referenced uh quite a bit that it might be, I just don't have any. It might be a good watch. I could see it. See cuz sometimes you throw me for a loop for some of the shit you like. So I might be able to see you liking the first half. Um, a lot of people have like uh, this thing where they're like, oh, the first half's really good. And that's like the boot camp section because it has mm-hmm. the boot camp section of the film is very, uh, it's very, what's the word I'm talk, thinking of? It's very captivating. It's a very captivating part of the movie. And not because of like jingoistic, like American shit. It's just like a really like, I don't know. It feels very dark. It's like uh, it's a very mean part of the movie, um, and you know it kind of revels in kind of that meanness that it that it has. And then and the second movie is kind of and the second part of the movie is kind of a little different. Um, like it's almost like a ah, never mind. Uh, but anyways, I I wanted to because I'd actually read the book, so it's going to be like one of the only movies I think where I've actually read the book too. And I love the book more than I like the movie, though I love the movie too. Um, and there's there's things that Stanley Kubrick did to the original author of um, the book. The book's called The Short Timers, um, and he he did some fucky things with them. Like uh, the author didn't get a screenwriting credit, even though the like script for the movie is almost one to one the book, um, just because Stephen King's like or not Stephen King. I'm sorry, Stanley Kubrick is like petty as fuck. Um, yeah, if, I mean, if you if you want to do it, I'm down. Um, especially because even if I don't end up liking the movie necessarily, I think the behind the scenes Kubrick stuff is very interesting, regardless of the quality of the of you know how I end up liking the movie. So yeah, yeah, I think I can probably do my homework with that, and I'll probably make like I said part of it like PSA. Like if you read books. Read the book version of this because it's fucking great. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, if you like this episode, please uh, subscribe, share, follow us on Twitter, like our page on Facebook. Buy us a fucking um, coffee. You know, if, if Twitter's even called Twitter still. Yeah, follow, go, reading today yeah go to our threads. Elon Musk, <laughs> well, Elon Musk apparently is changing the Twitter logo to an X or some shit. I don't know. That's cool. So, um. 
I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah, follow our threads, bro. That shit's already dead. Is it really? Yeah, nobody uses threads now. It was like a thing for like half a second. Well, I was going to sign up for one until I was like, oh, you have to have an Instagram account. I was like, ah. Yeah, and to, I think to have an Instagram account, nah, I, never mind. It ties to your Facebook if you use the same email though. and shit. No, it doesn't. Yeah. So. Well. Anyway, we're not on threads, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but all right, we will uh, catch you all next time for uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. And uh, to, as Lance always says, finish him. <laughs>